Welcome to In The Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Hey everyone, welcome back to another broadcast of In the Trenches. Very excited to be talking to Josh Haim, Haynam. Gosh, we literally, we had this discussion. I was going to say, I know how to pronounce your name. It's Josh Haynam. And he's like, well, a lot of people get it wrong. And so I asked, well, how would you pronounce this name? It's H-A-Y-N-A-M. And he said, a lot of people say, hey man. So I almost just introduced you as hey man. So it's Josh Haynam, aka Josh Heyman. And he is going to be talking to us about quizzes and why, why if you are not implementing quizzes in your business right now, uh, you should take a second look at that and some of the psychology behind that. So Josh, thank you for being on In the Trenches with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tom. And I feel like I probably jinxed it there by uh, saying something beforehand. You were gonna get it right, and then I no, I just refused to redo the it. <laughs> I refused to do redo intros. I know. Now, now we have it. We just gotta keep it. We just gotta roll with it. Just gotta roll with it. That's it. But now I spelled your name out so people will know. Josh Haynem. We're good. And then his company is TryInteract.com, which is a, a a quiz company. It's a software. Essentially, it's a piece of software you can use for your website for your business to run quizzes, and it seems pretty like straightforward, but obviously there's a lot of underlying power beneath the surface of a quiz. So Josh, take me through that kind of, you would mention actually some things, some of the psychology behind it, uh, some interesting like factoids before we actually start recording. I think that's maybe a good place to start with. You mentioned something about like this, I think this 40% number, take it from there if, if that rings any bells. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah. And, and we like to say that Interact is a platform for making quizzes like the ones you see all over Facebook. And there's this really funny meme quote. And it's like, uh, the, the quote is basically, people forget and then remember that they love taking quizzes until the end of time. And basically, the idea is like, quizzes just are this perpetual thing that we cannot get rid of, no matter how silly they seem. You'd be surprised by the people that I've had conversations with that are like, oh, I love quizzes literally anybody like older gentlemen that are into like classic cars are like, Oh, I take those Facebook quizzes. And you're like, wait, what? But anyways, the 40% number is the fact that time Inc did a study and they found that 40%. So four out of 10 of the words we say in our lifetime are about ourselves. And that's an astronomically high number. And then if you take that back and you think about marketing, so what is marketing you know, in a traditional sense, like what comes to mind, right? Like maybe uh, content marketing, so blog posts, videos, uh, infographics, uh, podcasts, things like that, webinars. Um, you have all these tactics and none of them allow people to talk about themselves. They're all broadcast medium. So we're always, you know, telling people things and it is definitely, definitely useful. Like I get a lot out of webinars and blog posts and things like that, but we're missing that whole 40% and that desire for self-expression. And what quizzes allow you to do is create content that lets people express themselves. And that is actually the secret to why quizzes continue to just be everywhere all over Facebook. It's the fact that you get to take one of those stupid BuzzFeed quizzes where it's like, 
tell us five food you, foods you like and we'll find your soulmate. And you're like, wait, what? But then you have to do it because... Because you have to find your, you have to find your soulmate. I know, right? Like you can't not do that if it's there. <laughs> yeah. So tell me through this. No, because I think it's interesting. And, and, and I, I know you'll probably get to this. I think quizzes are... Like if I just think about it, I'm like, yeah, you know, I guess I'm every now and then compelled to do a quiz. Uh, I, I think I have maybe more restraint than some when it comes to that. But I see the value and I see it. I like the, the meme thing you brought up too. So I see it as being something that people want to do or compelled to do. But how do we actually leverage quizzes in a way so that they're more than just BuzzFeed clickbait type stuff? Not that there's anything wrong with that. And I think maybe that's actually great maybe for certain types of platforms like content aggregators and stuff like that to do like, you know, that kind of thing. But talk, talk me through a little bit on the business owner aspect of things. Like how do we implement a quiz um, that's actually something that people would want to take? Because all I can think is, oh, I have a business, like I'm going to ask some really boring questions and then people are going to, you know, the I think the, the element uh, of a quiz that's captivating is like, oh yeah, which one of these Marvel characters are you or something like that? Or which character are you from, I don't know, the OC or whatever the popular, you know, sitcom thing is today, whatever. Um, but like in translating that to business, how do you keep that like energy and like it make it enticing for people to actually fill out a quiz? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a massive question that we get all the time and, and a very good question. The key is to not go too far either way. So what I mean is that you can definitely go too far and just be entertainment, right? And like, which Marvel character are you if your company is selling like uh, ebooks for entrepreneurs? Right. Doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, if you're literally like, how can you uh, improve as a salesperson and your company sells sales materials like people see right through that like that's pretty obvious that you're just trying to sell them something with your quiz and no one's going to be interested so the key is actually to match up what your business does with a quiz that is entertaining and the way you do this is you start with a title template for a quiz and the title template is which blank are you or what blank are you so, for example, if you are selling uh, ebooks for entrepreneurs, what type of entrepreneur are you is a perfect quiz. You know, what type of business owner are you is a perfect quiz. And so what you're doing is you're actually tying together what makes these quizzes so popular on social media, which is the self-expression and getting to learn your personality type with what you offer as a business. And then what we do is we actually allow you to collect emails from the people who take your quiz as a business. So you create a quiz, what type of entrepreneur are you? When somebody is done taking that quiz, after they answer the last question, a form comes up and says, hey, would you like to get our ebook about uh, specifically your type of entrepreneur and how to improve? And if you, e you opt in, then you get that ebook. And you can actually segment out your list in any of the autoresponders using our tool to send a different ebook depending on which entrepreneurial type you get. So. By doing those two things, tying together the which blank are you or the what, what blank are you title with your core business proposition and then collecting that email and sending a personalized follow-up, you're able to capitalize on the virality and the natural appeal of quizzes while not losing the core business value of you know, collecting that information and being able to follow up in a personalized way. Okay, so, so walk me through this piece and maybe it'll be helpful to go through some examples on that, or we can come back around to some examples. But I see that. Let's say, okay, I know, I know 
who I, I serve. I know what my audience is interested. In. I know who, what, what kind of the archetype is for my, my audience, my target market. So, you know, what kind of, you know, blank are you? Uh, okay, got it. How do I promote this? How do I get it out there? Because I, you know, again, it's just another piece of content. It's, that's kind of a challenge. Like, are there ways to promote, effectively promote quizzes that I guess just effective at that and maybe different than like other avenues of, of, or other ways you could promote other types of content? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it just goes back to the idea of, uh, you know, Facebook and social media being the way that these quizzes are naturally popular anyways. So, you know, the fact that quizzes are all over Facebook all the time can actually play to your advantage because then you can promote your quiz using Facebook ads. And that is the number one driver of you know, quizzes is through Facebook. So, you know, you put something up like what type of entrepreneur are you? You target it towards your audience. You're able to get people interested, engaged uh, with your quiz through Facebook and actually drive real, you know, real business results through Facebook. So Facebook is easily the number one, um, you know, as a blog post, a lot of people are embedding quizzes into blog posts, you know, through an iframe, something like that. And then they're promoting it out to, um, you know, their audience that way. But, definitely through social media. So again, you're just kind of going with what's already working, which is, you know, quizzes are all over Facebook anyways. As a business, you should pay attention to that. You should be aware of when trends like this are happening um, and capitalize on it. So that is the main channel that actually works really well for promoting quizzes as well. Are there any benefits to quizzes like from a a segmentation standpoint? Oh, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Go with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can segment out your leads that you capture from a quiz. So again, you're capturing the lead after the last question, but before the results are shown, you can segment out based on which quiz outcome they get. So which personality type, for example, you can segment based on how they answer a specific question. So let's say one of your questions is literally like, uh, how old are you? Or even more pertinent to a real business, like how big is your email list right now? And you can actually segment people who are just getting started and don't even have an email list versus the ones who have a thousand people versus the ones who have a hundred thousand people. So you're able to actually send, you know, a specific follow-up, a specific email even, depending on how somebody answers a specific question within a quiz or based on their personality type. And what you can actually do is reference that personality type or that answer when you send an email. So for example, you have a, what type of entrepreneur are you? And your outcome that you get is the go-getter. So you can say, here's some tips for go-getters. Here's some other go-getters and how they've succeeded, things like that. And you're able to actually send a personalized email. And IBM does a study every year on email marketing. And they have found that transactional emails like that, where the email that you are receiving is based on an input that you've given. So for example, how you answer a specific quiz question, transactional emails like that are opened twice as much. So you're getting twice the engagement on your emails because you're able to reference something that the person actually told you. Okay, interesting. So and that note, like giving an example would be like, one part of the quiz is asking, you know, what, what size is your email list? And it's, you know, zero, uh, zero to 1000 or something like that. 1,000, 5,000, blah, blah, blah. Somebody mm-hmm. answers, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm 1,000 to 5,000 or something like that. So the email, like the headline is, uh, something along the lines of how to grow, you know, your, your list from one, you know, one to 5,000 to 10,000 or something like that. That's, is that an exactly. example of it? Okay. 
Exactly, exactly. Yes, yeah, so you're taking those inputs that are coming in through the quiz and, you know, turning those back into email subjects and, and headlines. Interesting. Okay, so are you familiar with uh, like Ryan Levesque's um, ask method? Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. So like, and it's really, I mean, I, I, Ryan's awesome. And it's, it's, and it's really great stuff. I like the book and the, and the program. I mean, it's, it's fundamentally just, you know, surveying people, right? And in and, and a yeah. quiz, in a lot of ways, that's the, is fundamentally, it's the same thing. It's like, it's essentially a survey. In uh, a quiz, in this case, is probably there's, you know, maybe there's like a, an outcome, I guess, differentiating that between the typical maybe survey. Uh, my question is like, so like, how do you, do you then take that approach? Like, okay, these should be the questions I ask, like, you know, using maybe that kind of methodology, like maybe there's just like specific things I should ask about, um, or, or what's your, what's your thought on that? And let me know if that's too ambiguous and I can get like, give an example. No, no, that's a good question. And we get that all the time with, you know, what questions should I ask right. on the quiz? That's one of our biggest asks. And, you know, the, the way to think about it is from the ask perspective in some regard. So you want to think about how do I collect the information that I one and that I can act upon in order to more effectively follow up and market in a personalized way. You also want to really think about how to write your questions in a very human manner. And we've we've talked about this a lot on our blog and things like that about how to write quiz questions that sound personal because a quiz is a one-to-one -one medium. So in some regard there is a person somewhere taking your quiz that you wrote the questions to, they're the only person taking that quiz while they're taking it. And so in, in some regard, you're actually having a conversation with them. It's scripted, obviously, like you're, you wrote the questions ahead of time, but you are asking them questions specifically. So you should ask those questions in a manner as if you were actually talking to them in person. So just like you and I are talking right now, or if you know, you're going out to coffee with a friend and you're asking questions about you know, how their business is doing. How would you ask those questions? How would you phrase them? And you want to take that back and you want to use that in the way that you write your quiz so that it sounds more personal and it gets people to express themselves. Because again, going back to what makes quizzes popular in the first place, the self-expression, nobody wants to express themselves through a quiz where the questions are like, how would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10? Like, Nobody expresses mm -hmm. themselves as a three. Um, so it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like an element of that then is like you can't ask um, like theoretical questions, right? I mean, I don't know, maybe you could, but like the particular way, I, what I'm getting from this, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I do want to implement this, but I want to ask specific questions that are like kind of essentially yes or no, or a variant of yes or no, where it's like, do you have an email list? Yes. And then like what size kind of thing where it's like, oh, I don't have to think much. I just process. I'm just, it's just a response. I don't have to like think through anything creative, right? Is that typically what you would recommend or, or do you, do you challenge that? I would recommend that, but okay. also phrasing it in a way where it feels like, you know, the way that, that you would actually ask it. So, so for example, going back to like the email list size, it's like how many people are currently on your mailing list? And the answer choices could be like, I don't have any yet. I'm just getting started. Gotcha. Okay. The answers too. Okay. Kind of have fun yeah. with them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And like make the answers such that it's, it's actually the way that you might talk. Um, not necessarily like just clicking on a number or just clicking on a yes or no, or just clicking on a, a sometimes maybe always answer Like actually make those feel a lit, a bit more real, a bit more like you would actually say it. Okay. No, that, that makes, I like that actually. That makes a lot, a lot of sense. So have, you know, get, put, put some personality into not only the questions being asked, but the, the responses. Exactly. So how do you frame this out? Like I always, 
I see this from the outside. It seems relatively simple, relatively straightforward. But then there's the thought of like, okay, you know, framing this out so that I can create this thing easily, not just like, you know, so it's like we're looking at a whiteboard and saying, okay, what do I, what do I ask? What are the branching paths? And then what are the, the end state here? And then what do I put people through? Right. And it's like, all of a sudden, when you think about it that, that broadly, it becomes slightly more complex and challenging. So what's, I guess, what's your feedback or suggestions or advice on when you start with that whiteboard? Like, where do you start? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, I've, I've done this uh, more than once. I have written, probably written 200 articles that explain this outline. And then I've actually worked on, personally worked on thousands of quizzes uh, and seen tens of thousands. So there is a very clear pattern for how this should work. And what we've actually done is turn that pattern into a bunch of templates that you can use within our system so you can actually grab a template that is for your industry like so let's say you run a marketing blog or a marketing consultancy you can look at marketing quizzes and just use a template that's already outlined in this outline uh, that we're about to go over so that's what we're trying to build into our product at this point but here's how the outline goes you start with the outcomes so you start at the end you start with what are the four to six outcomes of my quiz so if we're going back to the entrepreneurial types, let's say you have the go-getter, you have the creative, you have the artist, and you have the managerial type, uh, you know, the, the by the numbers type. So those are your four possible outcomes. What are those outcomes? What are those personas? And how can I follow up with those personas in a manner to sell my product or service? So you start there. Once you have those established, you go back and think about what kinds of questions should I ask. So let's say, what gets you most excited about your work? And then the answer choices are much easier to come up with because you can just think of an answer choice for each of your four outcomes. So the creative type, it would be, you know, figuring out how to make, you know, my product beautiful the managerial type, figuring out how to make a better process for what I'm doing. Um, you know, the go-getter type, uh, figuring out how to get stuff done as quickly as possible. So you have your four outcomes, then you start thinking of questions and one answer choice per question for each of the outcomes. And then you can map those up using the software. And then you want to think of six to eight questions that really help to develop a profile of who this person is and which of those outcomes they should be getting. So after they've answered you know, all the questions, they should really get a personalized outcome based on you know, how they chose to answer the questions you have. So at that point, you've got your outcomes and you've got your questions. Did you say you recommend like six to eight questions? Yes. Correct. Why that number? That will take about two minutes to complete, which is the optimal amount of time to get people invested where they feel like the quiz is real and it actually gives you enough time to ask questions so it is real. And then it's not too long to where they start to drop off because after two minutes, you'll start to drop a certain number of people for every question you add after that. So that's what we found to be the exact optimal amount of questions. Interesting. Okay. So... I think coming back to the start with the end, the four outcomes. So these are kind of like archetypes of like the customer. Like if I'm thinking about this from a business perspective, like if I had four, four, I don't know, some people use the term like avatars or whatever, but like four mm -hmm. individuals that I would say like these are the people mm -hmm. who, who purchase different things from me in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I'm, that's how I'm approaching this. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so like, sometimes I find this difficult and, and sorry, but it, it, with this piece, cause I'm curious, like, do you know, what, what are the things that really matter? Like in that regard, you know, I, I can think of, you know, five or 10 customers just, just recently who purchased something from me or, or clients that I've mm-hmm. just taken on. Like say if I was focusing this on and wanted to generate more clients for my business, I can think of like the different way, like a, a lot of different ways that they're different. And I can probably find maybe some ways that they're similar. How do I think mm-hmm. through that in such a way where it's like, yeah, you know, this is the, this is one of the four types of, of customers I have. Like, how do I get there? It seems like that's just like a kind of a tougher, tougher challenge. Yeah, that is definitely a bit more challenging. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of a more meta question in some sense. Yeah. So, you know, it, it becomes really clear if you are able to think through and recognize distinct types of customers who mm. come to your business. Mm. So if you're having trouble with that, then what you can do is you can go back to what are the selling points of what I do, what I offer. So if there are specific things that you are very good at, then you can kind of start with those. So let's say, for example, you're really good at helping people become more efficient and you are really good at helping people think more creatively. And those are skills that you have that you pour into your business that are unique selling propositions. So you could start with those and then turn those into archetypes. So we can map those back to two of our you know, original ideas, like the creative entrepreneur and the managerial entrepreneur, mm-hmm. because those are actually things that you do well. Hmm. So then you're thinking all the way back to, you know, actually how you're going to follow up and make a sale after this. Right. But then that actually helps you start. So you, again, start at the end. Got it. No, that makes that makes that makes a lot of sense, actually. I mean, it's and it's in, important, I think, not rushing too quick into this, but to make sure you can kind of like you can, I guess, deconstruct who your kind of core types of customers are. And I think everybody should do that. Like that should be like an exercise you have to do once you start getting like sales of anything is to f- realize like, okay, where do these, how do we start grouping these people? Because if it was like fitness. I don't know. Maybe it's like, you know, I guess hypothetically be like if somebody wants to build muscle versus like lose weight versus like, you know, run a marathon or something like that. And in business, you know, the entrepreneurship kind of rolling with that thing. Maybe it's, they're just getting started. They're bootstrapping. Maybe they're established and want to grow whatever it might be. Or I guess you could, you could frame it into uh, types of businesses or something like that. I guess rel- relative to whatever your goal is, whatever that thing is that you want to achieve at the end of that. And t- tell me if there's anything else to add to that, Josh. No, I mean, that's, that's really it. And, and the fitness analogy is great as well. Um, and, you know, thinking about that in terms of how that applies to other businesses a bit, you know, it's not quite as cut and dry as, you know, building muscle, losing weight and, and running a marathon, but that is a really good way to think about it. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, and that's why if this is just a good exercise. If you're not, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do a, a quiz, I think you should challenge yourself to, for that simple fact that, you know, it's going to force you to really think about who are the, those customers. And then more, more importantly, not only like who are the archetype of those customers, like who, what's that customer profile, you know, where do most people fit into like one, you know, one to four categories or something like that. Um, keeping it super simple, maybe just three, maybe just two, I don't know. But then also saying, well, what happens afterwards? So like I do this quiz, what do you typically see as the best way to like leverage the, the, the power of a quiz? Like, do you put them through an email series or what, what, what do you recommend on the back end? Yeah. So there's two things you want to do. Uh, the first one is an email series and the second one is have an immediate call to action. So the email series is definitely the more important piece. And the way to construct an email series is to 
go off of those archetypes, which is why it is important to know, you know, what the ideal customers for your business are. And if you can tie those back to what you do best, that's even better because then what you can do is create, you know, a three to five step email series specifically for each of those archetypes, specifically addressing how to improve. So let's say you have a three step series for creative entrepreneurs and your first email that you send out obviously says, you know, thanks for taking our quiz. Your entrepreneurial type is creative because now you're connecting your email marketing to the quiz, which is great because a lot of people are going to find your quiz through Facebook and it's good to just connect that up to your email marketing initiative so they get that that's who it's coming from. Uh, then you follow up with another few emails that reference creative entrepreneurs and how you can help. And that's where you're able to actually tie in very naturally a sales proposition for these people because you're actually offering more ways to help and, and content upgrades, things like that. So email series after the fact uh, with an immediate email that says thanks for taking our quiz and references their type just to connect those up. And then you can also add a call to action to the quiz results themselves to immediately learn more. And that takes them on to you know, another page on your site or a, a PDF that has more information about their archetype, their type, and gives them more information to absorb because people are very interested when they get to the end of a quiz because they've just told you a bunch of personal information. So they're going to want to learn more. So uh, those two things are what you can really do to continue the conversation and, and make a sale. This is interesting. Can you implement this even if you're not sure about like what you're going to do, like ways you're going to customize it? Because this could be another challenge. It's like, okay, well, if I get four branching paths and there's four you know, autoresponder series is or autoresponder series that I have to set up, right? It becomes it it, it can get get to that quick that point quickly where you're like kind kind of overwhelmed by the amount of uh, customization and development you'd have to do. So, what are your thoughts on like doing something like implementing something like this, collecting the data that you think will be useful, but actually not like necessarily doing any kind of segmenting or anything like that, but just collecting it in the interim. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can definitely pair this all back, um, and that's where we've tried to develop a system that at its very basic use case is front to back, like four steps get launched and you know start building your email list. And at its most advanced has a wide variety of customizations you can do. So we actually have this like reverse tree idea where the very top of what it is is just very straightforward. It's just the trunk part. But then if you want to customize things, you can get super customized. So if you're just looking to get started, you can grab a pre-optimized template for your industry, write one welcome email that just references the quiz because you always want to do that connection just to make sure people know why they're on your list and then just launch that quiz. So you can actually use like a pre-optimized template, connect it to your list, write one autoresponder email that just says, hey, thanks for taking our quiz. This is who we are. We're company, you know, we're company X. This is what we do. Uh, this is why we're great, all that kind of stuff. And then get them onto your list. And then you have all the data if you want to go back and segment later after you've had a chance to really dig into things. But you can use it in a way where you can literally be up and running in 15 minutes with a welcome email and have the quiz up on your site and your Facebook page. Interesting. Very cool. Well, Josh, great conversation. I've taken a lot of notes. I know I'm going to be, my intent is to try to implement this in the near future. Of course, it'll end up being probably months out, but I'm going to go through that hard process of like structuring this because I have wanted to incorporate something like this for quite a while. So I appreciate all the insights. Do you have any other last piece of advice for anybody who's looking to implement this um, or any other kind of considerations that maybe we didn't cover that you think are important? 
I mean, I'd say probably the best thing is just to get started. A lot of questions start to come up after you actually jump into something. And that's where, you know, we have our pre-optimized templates that answer a lot of those questions. But we also do end up doing a lot of not necessarily consulting, but just uh, back and forth, you know, questions and answers with our customers. Uh, We also have a free plan on our platform. It doesn't include any of the lead generation stuff, but you can at least see how a quiz is formulated. So like you're saying, you know, thinking about how to get all your archetypes put together and the questions and things like that, you can do all of that on our platform free because we understand that a lot of people are going to be going through, you know, several weeks, sometimes months long process of figuring that all out before they feel comfortable launching. So I'd say just jump in, get your feet wet, see how it's all structured so then you can start to get the the wheel spinning in terms of how to think about things we can get involved and kind of give you you know our expertise our advice based on your specific scenario and then go from there i love it so for those who are listening and you can check out the show notes at tomworkus.com slash podcast but you can also find josh's uh quiz software at tryinteract.com josh other than that is there any other place where people can find you connect with you or is that the best place to go that's definitely the best place to go. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jayhanum, and you can actually shoot me an email directly. I'm Josh at tryinteract.com if you ever want to uh, spitball any ideas. Fantastic. Well, Josh, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches, man. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to In the Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorkis.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.